Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, a podcast about making things up and making things happen. We talk to people who are living creative lives and hear about how they do it, how they keep it going. And this week I'm talking to the executive producer of the new entertainment news show Hollywood Today Live, Steve Holzer. But before we get to that, a little housekeeping. Um, I want to thank Mark Billings for donating to my virtual tip jar and helping me pay for things like web hosting and keeping the podcast going and free. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like to do that, you can do it at dennisanyone.net. There's a little uh, button on the top that says donate. Um, there's also other fun things you can do there. You can see pictures that go with different podcasts. You can subscribe to my monthly newsletter and um, just poke around. There's a bio there. There's like stuff I have to sell, books and stuff, uh, pre-Kindle, alas, for those of you in the digital uh, space. I like when things... We're in the digital space. I like when people say stuff like that. Actually, I don't. I don't like it. It makes me feel old. But anyway, um, that's enough of that stuff. Uh, th I'm glad you tuned in, and you're going to have a great time listening to Steve Holzer, and make sure you watch his show, Hollywood Today Live. Hey there, I am here in the offices of Hollywood Today Live, the new entertainment show with the executive producer, Steve Holzer. Hi, Hello, Dennis. welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, glad to be here. Hollywood Today Live is an entertainment news show with a young, fresh cast of hosts. It is. And you shoot it here on Hollywood Boulevard, so it's got that Today Show feeling where the, the, the street and the city is kind of like one of your characters in a way. It does. They become a character. It, today, for instance, um, someone walked up behind the hosts um, with a very scary Halloween mask. Um, and, you know, and we shot it. And we said, you know, you never know what's going to happen on Hollywood Boulevard because you really do never know what's going to happen on Hollywood Boulevard. Has any other crazy things happened? Has anyone ever flashed or... We could give them the ideas here. Don't give anybody any ideas. Right. Um, we did have a couple make out, making That's out hot. very heavily. Um, and while we were doing a story on a, a new couple alert, like it was, we were talking about Kate Hudson and Nick Jonas hooking up, and behind Kristen Brockman, one of our hosts, was this couple very heavily making out. So, yeah. Yeah. It becomes part of the show. That's exciting. I, I love Nick Jonas and Kate Hudson. Yeah, right? I love that they... I have this image that they just banged, and she's like, tell me more about the purity rings. And he's like, I know. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? Was I don't know. <laughs> um, My brothers made me do it. I know. You know, it was fun for a while, but boy, this is a lot better. Um, he wore leather to the VMAs, and I was driven to distraction. Well... He's a lot. He's a lot. Have you he, met him? He's a lot. We have not met him. I have not met him. We would love to get him on the show. Yes. So, Nick, if you're listening to I Dennis. I he would do it. And we know you he are. He does cool gay stuff, too. He's really cool. Yeah. He's, very cool. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, I came to the show yesterday and watched the taping. It was so fun. Thank Margaret you. Cho was your guest and Lorraine Toussaint yep. from um, Orange is the New Black. And she was fierce. Yep. And uh, two young actors from Code Black. Yep. Um, but I love the energy of the, the, the show and the vibe. People, everyone seems to get along good, and the hosts are fun. How do you, you feel like it's going? That is probably um, the the biggest comment and compliment that we get. Right. Um, is that is when people walk into the studio, the energy of the room is palpable. You know, you just feel the fun. You do. Um, it's it's a completely different vibe than I think a lot of other shows, most other shows, have. And, it, and it's because we, the hosts, are younger. Yes, that has something to do with it. Right. But it's also just the fact that we, 
you know, this is, it's entertainment. It's fun. This is Hollywood. You know, we know we're not, you know, curing cancer. We know that. We're talking about the Kardashians. We're talking about Nick Nick Jonas and Kate Hudson. You know, we're interviewing celebrities. You know, this is, it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. You know, and we'll poke fun at we'll poke a little fun at Hollywood when it won't poke fun at itself. There you go. That's fun too. Um, do you feel like as EP, it's your job to sort of set a tone, or do you, is that just a sort of a natural extension of somebody's personality? And in other words, do you think of that consciously? I do. Um, I mean, uh, I think any television show takes on a little bit of the life of the executive producer, right? Because that is the person whose um, experience is driving the show. Um, so, you know, I, I do, I encourage them to be fun every day. You know, we're, we get out there and, you know, we talk about how, how are we going to have fun today? What's, and, and that's really a goal. How are we going to have fun today? And, you know, that doesn't suck to go to work every day. And at, when you get to ask the question, how am I going to have fun today? That's nice. a great job. It is a great job. What's your day? What is your day shaped like? You guys go live at what? Noon? Eleven? We go live at uh, it's nine a.m. here in Los Angeles, oh, which okay. is noon on the East Coast. Okay. So um, we are live in New York City on Fox Five on the Fox affiliate in New York City at noon, and about seven or eight other affiliates in on the East Coast and in the Midwest. That's right. And then the other stations um, tape us and air us. So whenever they want. Whenever they want. Like here in LA, you air like in midday. One o'clock in the afternoon nice. on Fox 11 after the noon news. Nice. Yeah. So when do you start work? What time does your alarm go off? Uh, my alarm goes off at 3 a.m. You're, um, you're very Rachel McAdams in Morning Glory. The, it is exactly. Do you know that movie? Of course I do. That's a really underrated gem of a movie. Underrated and thank you. Quite and actually spot on. Yeah. So you I, you know that they followed morning news producers and those people around for a while. Um, our, my first producer gets here at two. Okay. Um, the other sort of cadre of producers, all three of them, get here at three, and I get here at about three forty. And they've gone through all the news that's happened. Here's what we here's what we think we're going to do. And you, how much do you know before that day that that might be in the show? Like you know your guests. Yeah, we know the guests. We know some you know some segments like um, like we're doing a segment on do-it-yourself Halloween costumes. Right. Um, you know, so we, we've got a little bit of the of the variety show. Right. Um, you know, segments coming up as well. So we know when those are going to be in the show. We the A block the the first block of the show is about is twenty minutes long. And so in that block, we try to be as current as possible. So Lamar Odom, how is he doing? Um, Last night was Kim Kardashian's surprise 35th birthday party. We'll talk about that. Um, People Magazine, um, in its new issue, is now not going to give notoriety to um, to gunmen of mass shootings. That's a that's a talker. That's a that's yeah, a really good water cooler. Interesting topic to talk about. And then yesterday, I think I was here when the news broke that President Vice President Joe Biden wasn't going to be in the race, and it looks like you fed it to one of your hosts, and they they totally. Uh, they did it. Your hosts are terrific. There's the tall AJ. AJ Gibson. AJ, AJ Gibson. And um, Portia. Portia Coleman. Goddess. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tanner, kind of like, uh, you kind of want him to take you on a bobsled expedition in flannel and maybe a spa day after, maybe? He, he's my token straight boy. Yes. yes. And I forget the other girl's name. Kristen Brockman. Kristen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
My one of my more recent jobs was uh, EP of a show called Breakdown, and they, but they were young, yeah. and it was a thing, like an energy. And what was good about it is that nothing felt really life and death. Even if people had a fight or whatever, it kind of blew over. Nothing yeah. festered in the way that sometimes when I don't know. But on the other hand, it's, it can be exhausting. They have a certain young energy. Mm-hmm. Seeing things about social media and stuff that I don't. Take too naturally. What? How do you find the experience of working with young people? So it's interesting. Tanner uh, on Friday um, said to me, um, "Is ninety percent of your job talking uh, talking people off of a ledge?" And I said, "That's exactly what ninety percent of my job is." Really? Yeah, it, it is. You know, look, we're in a in a profession and on a show and in a business where people want to succeed and they want to do a good job, right? Right. And so, if there is a a fear or any modicum of uh, a feeling that they're not somehow, um, you know, they all like the producers or, or the hosts or anybody, they need to be reassured. And, yeah. and, it, and that's my job. My job is to keep the ship moving from your talent to the guests, to everybody, my to job, the publicists, to the publicists, to managers. My job is to keep everyone happy. Right. And, and you know, and that is something that I have only learned by being in the business for a long time, right. truly, um, their energy is is palpable. Like I said, they they are great. They bring. Did you um, do chemistry tests with your hosts, where you mixed and matched and tried people, or did you just kind of find this combo? We just found this combo. Really, yeah. we got lucky. Um, last year, we had a six week test run on Fox on nine affiliates around the country to see how we would do. Yeah, just we had a different host. Um, a different young woman. Portia was not in the original cast. Right. Um, we had a young woman, um, and when we got the test, she decided not to not to go forward with it. Okay. So we had to find, really, very quickly, with two weeks left, we had to find her replacement. Right. And um, Portia had come in. I had seen Portia and met her um, come in to actually pitch a sports show. Uh, she's a huge sports fan. And I That's remember so her. handy to have on a staff. It is. I, it is. It <laughs> no, is. It is. It's a huge story in the world that I don't even know who's in the World Series, or I think it's about to happen. It may have happened. Like I don't know. The Mets are in the World Series. Right. The Cubs are not. I the know Cubs that. are not. And either the Royals or the Blue Jays right. will be playing them. Yes. So there you go. Thank you. <laughs> so we. So Portia stepped in, and right. um, and that was our magic combination. Right. What is the thing, because I even, when I talk to you to set this up, there's a very, there's an efficiency to a TV producer in the way they, even when they're not at work, they're kind of like, they, they it's a, like an occupational hazard, I guess. And, and it's not brusque or cold or anything, but it's very like, let's lock this down, yes. right? Yes, there is. And did you, <laughs> how did you, that, that sort of comes with the work that you do over time. Yeah. It was also my personality. Yeah. It was also my personality to begin with. Yeah, I bet you're not someone who's late. I bet you're not someone who's... Not anymore. Yeah. I, I, it, has been, it has been a very bad trait of mine. Because I'll tell you, when I leave here, it's very interesting. When I leave here, I don't want to decide where to go to dinner. You make decisions all day long. And everyone is coming to me to yeah. make the decision. On the way in here, uh, a producer or an assistant, somebody came up to you and said, we covered the gem and the hologram 
junket or whatever interview, and I got, we've got this side, we've got this bite and this bite. Which one do you want? Do you want the glitter or do you want the guy? And you're like, the girls in the glitter. Like you had to decide, and then you walked on. Yeah. It was it was like something out of broadcast news. <laughs> but yeah, so that you have that all day long. Happens all day long. Yeah, Happen, truly, it happens all day long. Really, from the time I walk in at three forty until the time I walk out, and. And on emails and on texts and phone calls after that. You right. Know? My job really does not end unless I let it end. Right. You know, after what time – do you have to shut off the phone at a certain point or you'll just never be able to go to sleep? I, or do you just like put it down and like okay. – I put it down. I, I, I am very tied to my phone and, um, and it's a bad habit. Right. Um, you know, there's a um, – there is a, a new thing, have you heard, called fubbing. Um, it's when you um, fl- when you um, talk to somebody on your iPhone while you're having a conversation with them. It's like you don't pay attention to them. Um, right. I have a habit of doing that, okay. and I'm trying to get better at it because now I know it's actually there's actually a term for it. Now, yeah, yeah, they're calling you out, right? I have started <laughs> doing this mindfulness based stress reduction course at UCLA. Ah. And just right after I started doing it, I saw this report on 60 Minutes that Anderson Cooper had done the same thing. And the first part of the retreat, ours is once a week, so it's different, but he did like a weekend retreat. The first thing they do is take everybody's phones and put them in a um, basket. And yeah. no, no gadgets for a weekend. Could you do that? No. Could you, even if you didn't have this job, could you do it? No. I what, couldn't. You, it's okay. It's just how I. It is. It is how now is how I'm wired. Right. It really is how I'm wired. You know. Nice. I. It, why, why do I care what my friends are on doing on Facebook? I don't know, but I do. But so you I do. Look. Yeah. Yeah. I do. That's all right. Yep. <laughs> That's all right. Um, what are some of the most fun moments you've had? The most spontaneous moments you've had so far on Hollywood Today Live? Oh my gosh. Um, we. I had Jack Hanna here, Jack Hanna from the Columbus Zoo. Right, been on, animal guy. Animal guy, been on Johnny Carson, yeah. very, very famous guy. Um, they brought in animals, and they brought in a kangaroo. Well, a baby king, uh, or a, a, a kangaroo. You had a kangaroo in the building. We had a kangaroo here. Right. What we didn't know was the kangaroo was pregnant. So they have a pouch that might Mama be the title of this podcast. What we didn't know was that the kangaroo was pregnant. I always pick a weird quote. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, so um, Jack pulls the pouch out, says, right. and you know he's talking about the pouch because showing that it's a it's a female. Yeah. And he didn't know, as far as I, Jack didn't know, there was a baby Joey in the pouch developing. So when you open the pouch, you can see stuff. And you can like see. What look can you at see. It like looks like John Hurt and Alien. Right, like a thin wall of membrane. Yes. And then the... And the little thing going... And who pulled out the thing? Jack Hanna did. Oh, okay. Jack Hanna pulled the pouch out and he goes, oh, camera guy, camera guy, get over here. And so our camera guy gets in and he's like, oh my God, we're looking at gestation happening live on television. Right. And we all kind of went, ooh, and we all kind of went, oh, like... Gather around. Like, that's a fascinating moment. Yeah. You know, that's really cool. Um, one of our signature things on the show is um, when we introduce our guests, they dance, they, they go up, we have a red carpet that goes up to our stage right. for their interviews. Yes, I like that moment. So we, so everybody dances. That's, that's our, sort of our thing. Right. So we have them stand on the red carpet, the hosts will um, introduce them and usually introduce a clip of the show that they're here to promote, right. and then they'll say, please welcome 
Margaret Cho from yesterday. Margaret Cho. And, and, and we, Margaret then dances. We ask everybody to dance up the res carpet. So people will strike poses. Yeah. People will, you know, boogie. You know, some people moonwalk. Um, it's sort of become our little shtick, and it's fun. And you know what? They don't get to do that anywhere else. Right. That's good. So it's fun. Um, I heard a rumor that Ellen doesn't like to dance anymore, but she's stuck doing it because it's her gimmick. <laughs> I hope that's sort of true. Do you know what I mean? Like that thing that she's like, I hate this, and I'm, I've created a monster. Created a monster. I don't know if that's true. Do you? Did you work on any like? Did you work on Access or Entertainment Tonight or any of those shows? I know you worked for Reels for for quite a while. Yeah, um, um, I did. I worked at I worked at Access Hollywood in 2010 years ago. Nice. Um, as a, um, I, I was a crash producer, and the crash producer. Is the person, one of the people... That's frightening. Yeah. Comes in in the morning and crashes um, the lead story for that day show. So you have to write quickly, you have to produce quickly, um, and you have to get your gather your elements and, you know, think on your feet. And So it's sort that. of something that's just broken. Right. Yeah. So, um, and it's always... There's, it's not a chance that there was something that happened yesterday that would be the, the first show and you'd get bumped. Probably like, not. There's always something. Always something. What was yeah. the most, like, eventful crash story you had to do? Like, when so-and-so died or when, you know, whatever. So, the, I'll tell you, the first one I did was really good was when Olivia Newton-Johns... <gasps> Stop. Yes. What? Olivia Newton-Johns, remember when her fiancé disappeared? Yes. yes. Disappeared. Oh, my God. So, like... How do you keep your personal feelings about ONJ out of it? I don't know how I we saw do that. ONJ last year at... Um, she did a little um, show in Vegas called Summer Nights. I went. Yes. I loved She's it. She's still She's doing amazing. it. I know. She's I'm amazing. a fan. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so that was really fun. So I created this timeline... Um, you know, a calendar timeline. He was last seen here. They found the boat here. Olivia releases this statement. Yeah. It was very dramatic, but it was really cool. I loved it. Whatever happened with that? Did was, was do we know? I do not know. Okay. That was ten years ago. You you reached for your phone. I did. You did you were like, I'll look it up, I'll Google it, I I'll do it all. Yes. Um I the only <laughs> host of yours that I got to sort of say hello to and chat to is AJ. Uh-huh. Tall drink of water. Tall drink of water. Openly, Six five. Openly gay. Openly gay. So good at what he does. All of them are. Yes. But do you look at him as somebody at his age, openly gay in the industry, and go, "Wow, things have changed a lot"? Because he doesn't seem he's he's very comfortable in his skin. Very. And the business is tough. What are you going to do? Uh, my, my agent's telling me to do this. I shouldn't do it. You know, it's yeah. people, it fosters paranoia. And he just seems really cool and unflappable in he, the 30 seconds I talked to him. He is. Um, you know, he and I, I, you know, I don't think, I'm not talking out of turn. You know, he, he has had the discussion with his people, with his sure. representation. You know, what does he do and how does he do it? And what does he say and how does he say it? Right. He is um, very open on the show about, um, you know, they've all talked about their... Um, their hall pass or their secret crush. Right. And, and if, if there's a sexy guy on or a girl on, they're all, that's what this show is. People it, talking about that. It so. is. So, you know, he... So if you had one guy that was just like, um, yeah. not, not, not playing. And even, you know, um, you know, and he has revealed that his secret crushes are, you know, Ricky Martin and Will Smith. And Don he says that on the show. Yeah. So we, right away there, we all know. And, um, and yes, times have changed. You know, and it is it's a, it is a different world, and you know we do live in a in a world now where on daytime television, a, a young man from Ohio is a host of a television show. Yeah, that happens. Now yeah, in 2015, 
And guess what? He's got the hots for Will Smith and Ricky Martin. He wants to be in a Ricky Martin, Will Smith sandwich. There you go. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> I have an idea for your show I want to pitch you. Please. Maybe after the board. Well, maybe I'll do it right here. Yeah, okay. do, it, do, it, do okay, it. Okay, here we go. Okay, here I am. Here's, yes. It's like Shark Tank. All right. All right. You're here on Hollywood Boulevard, right? Yes. You do the celebrity birthdays, right? We do. Okay. Pick a star whose birthday it is, go to their star on the Walk of Fame, and do a little, like, f- clean it first so that you can get a, a like, a sponsorship tie-in from Fantastic or Mop and Glow, right? Then do a short quiz with a fan on the street, three short questions about George Clooney. Yeah. Brought to you by Mop and Glow. And the star's all shiny. You shoot them in advance because you know when people's mm-hmm. birthdays are. You get your Latina and Messina. What's her name? Amanda Salas. Adorable. Awesome. And you go and do 10 in a day. You line them up for the birthdays and it uses your natural habitat. Makes the birthdays kind of fun. Gets a little interaction in there and maybe you get a sponsorship from Mop and Glow. So you know what I love about that? But we have, So I'll tell you. We did, <laughs> we did a segment last, last year right. on the show called Whose Star Is It? Okay. And that's super co- fun. We covered the star. Right. And we had, we had three questions. You know... Um, Three questions about it, and they had right. to try to guess it. And if they guessed it within three, we actually gave them a gift certificate to the tapas place right here on Hollywood Boulevard. Perfect. Right next door. They can't do that stuff on Access and stuff because they're in those cooped up studios. Well, extras out, extras out in the world. Universal City. Yeah. But here's what's interesting. They're, um, much like the Hollywood sign itself, the stars on the Walk of Fame are copyrighted. So you can't, you gotta... You have to get the, you have to get individual people's signatures sign off to represent the star. You have to get the star in themselves thing. It is unbelievable. It's not worth the it's, frustration. I know. It's unbelievable. That's a heartbreaker. Anyway. It's a heartbreaker. I thought I kinda but a great that. segment, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you went and saved the day at Miss America this year. <laughs> Miss USA. Miss USA. Okay. <laughs> Break that down for me, because I have a pageant a passion for pageants. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I um, I used to I was the executive producer of original programming at Reels the cable right. network for okay. for almost three years, um, and when um, NBC dumped the Miss USA pageant because of Donald Trump's comments, right? Um, uh, no one was stepping up to pick the pageant up and to air the pageant. It was and a pageant without a home. It was a pageant without a home, and Reels is an independent network. And Stan Hubbard, who is the CEO of Reels... First of all, that feels like an amazing thing in itself, that it's not part of this or part of that or part of Viacom or part of anything. It is, um, it is rare in this, yeah. in this television world today. Yeah. There are not... I, I don't... There are not many. Um, and so, um, you know, so Stan Hubbard's true belief was that there were 51 women who had worked their entire lives for this moment. There are families who are not going to be able to see these women compete unless somebody steps up. So he bought the pageant. Um, I don't know how much he paid for it, but I can tell you it was not much. He bought the rights to air it on reels on that Sunday night. Yeah. And, um, and so, I, so I went down. I was not working at the time. I went down to Baton Rouge with the head of PR for reels. And for five days, very intense days, um, she and I... Um, we tried to change the uh, discussion from Trump to the pat the girls. So that's what I, I watched it, and I thought, well, this is really about who these girls are yes. more than it ever was before. You got to know them a little better, and you know what happens is I'm very invested, and then the the, the second the person wins, I forget 
everything that I've seen, kind right. of like on Survivor. Right. But you did a good job. Thank you. It was well, it was a great experience, and every one of those girls, Dennis, every one of those girls, when they found out that I was working for Reels, they would grab my arm and they said, "Thank you so much." That's yeah. all. Thank you so much. Now my aunt, now my grandma, now my mom can see this. This is like their Olympics. It was. What was the funniest surreal pageant thing you saw? <laughs> On the Sunday morning of okay. the pageant, of the okay. actual pageant. Um, pageant I, day. Pageant day. I was, sta- I was backstage with rows of beautiful women. Yeah. Um, in, 51 beautiful women. In robes. Yeah. Scantily dressed. Right. Being with their hair and makeup people. Right. Doing, getting ready to do the thing for the show. And I was like, what is my life? Like, I am, tr- I'm standing here yeah. with... Were they, is it for swimsuit time almost? No, 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 no. It was no, no, no. the it was beginning. Just ready to start the day. They were just all there. It was 8 o'clock in the morning. And, and it was like, I, like, I'm standing in this, you know, backstage with all of these women getting ready to go compete yeah. in the USA. How did this happen? How did this happen? Like, what... what did you have a favorite? Um, I did. It's hard not to. It is hard not I to. I felt like the right girl won. Um, I think I, I can't think, remember who she was or why, yeah, she, but I remember feeling at peace. Olivia Jordan, Miss Oklahoma. That's right. Won. She had good answers. She had good answers. That's why she won. Yes, she, I think good answers count. Good answers count for everything. It's a lot. Yep, good answers count for everything. So she she was the right choice. Where did you grow up? I grew up. I was born in, in, in Indiana. My family okay. is all from Indiana. Right on. Um, but when I was six, my parents moved to Yuma, Arizona. Right. I was from Holbrook, Arizona. There you go. Right. We're Arizona boys. So right. I grew up in Yuma, and I lived there until I graduated from high school. Yuma is often the hottest spot in the nation when they do the national weather. Yes, and it is. And now it must be just an inferno. It is hot. Do you have family there still? I do. My dad okay. still lives there. Yeah. My, um, I have a brother and sister-in-law and three nieces and nephews who live there. So, And it's from my, from my house in Silver Lake to my dad's door in Yuma, I can make it in about four hours and 15 minutes. If you don't check your phone. Right. Which I don't. Which you I never would do. Dennis, no. driving. I don't do that. Um, yeah. Arizona has great Mexican food. Yes. There's a dish that I get there, but that I can't get here. What is it? Do you know of the cheese crisp? Is it's it like a, like quesadilla, a quesadilla? But it's, it's only cheese. Yeah, but it's fried. Sounds it's so like, fattening. Yeah, oh, it's, come on. Yeah. But that's like an Arizona thing, but not yeah. a Yuma thing. No. No, all right. No. Yuma, when I grew up, when I, we moved to Yuma, it was completely culture shock because I was yeah. from Indiana. So um, my first day of first grade, we moved halfway in between first grade. Okay. Um, uh, the first day of first grade, my teacher, we had to count to 10 in Spanish. And I was like, "Wow, yes, that's that, that's the Donald Trump's next campaign commercial." There you go. I wow. in first grade in Yuma because many of my sure it's on the it's, it's on, on the border. border. Yes, many of my classmates are Spanish. So, but I but and you were you just faked it? Well, I learned. You just bluffed. Yeah, I learned. Wow. So, but I also you know look I I ended up I grew up in a di- I grew up in a diverse culture. I yeah. grew up in a diverse you know I was. Almost the minority in my high school. Yeah. You know? And so, what was your mascot? The Yuma. No, the, we. I went to the high school that, uh, not the Yuma criminals. The Yuma high school mascot are the criminals because there's a territorial prison there, very famous, where all the bad guys used to come. Yeah. I went to the other high school. I love that they're like, let's call our team the tri- criminals. The criminals. Right. It the just worst. doesn't seem like a good idea. Not so much. I can't see that. No. 
No, that's like, you know, you're almost setting a kid's intention. Exactly. <laughs> so, no, I was the king. We were the kings. That's cool. Yeah. All right. That's, that's fine. fine. Yeah, it was fine. Was there something when you look back when you were a kid that you're like, oh, I'm going to go into television? Like, yes. I used to love the TV Guide fall preview issue. I waited for it. Oh, my God. Remember? It was like oh, this thick. It was the best. Yeah. Like, and I would, I would memorize, like, when... What am I going to watch? I would, pl- I would plan. Me too. Yeah, oh, with yeah. highlight. Well, highlighters weren't really that big a deal. Yeah. I tell that anecdote in job interviews sometimes when I want to seem like I'm into TV. But I was. But I did. And I, I really was did. actually once told by someone, you know, you might not want to use that because a lot of people don't remember TV Guide. And I'm like, really? I know. The TV Guide Fall Preview was the bomb. I, I remember getting the TV Guide Fall Preview um, in, like, 1977 when Charlie's Angels was coming on. Oh, my God. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm in heaven. I get to watch Charlie's Angels I love Angels that show so much. Night. I remember Wednesday. having a conversation with an, a neighbor father, like, my, like the father of our neighbor's family, about television and how I would watch Charlie's Angels even if I didn't know what the episode was about. Like, I felt like that was an intellectual... Uh, this is a stake in the ground that I was doing. And he said the same about the Rockford Files. Oh, okay. And then we sipped our General Foods International coffees, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> but I remember thinking, yes, that's how into it I am. Yes. Normally I would be like, oh, Jack and Chrissy make fun of Janet. Mm, I don't know. I don't need to watch that. Uh, I could skip it. Yeah, I could skip that, but I'll watch Charlie's Angels. Yeah, what, I, I would absolutely do that. What were you into in school? Were you like into theater and that performing stuff, or more like... Um, no, 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 sports. Um, a little, I was actually a little into, into a little of everything. I, you know, I was the president of the National Honor Society. That's right. Uh, important. So, yeah. You had, that important. means you had the gold things on your graduation. Yeah. When I, yep, when I graduated. Um, I was also the captain of the tennis, the varsity tennis team. We didn't even have that. That's so good. Wow. I know. Yeah. So I, I grew up... Um, I started playing tennis when I was a, like an early teenager, and so I so I played tennis, and that's what I did. That was my sport in high school, and and I sat. And I love it. Yeah. You're in the gay men's chorus. I am, and you love it. I do love it. Tell I me like it. the moment where it was just pure euphoria. Um, I'll tell you, there was at least one of those moments every concert right. for me. How long have you been in it? Since 2003. Okay. Yeah. And, and and that's the truth. Every every concert, there is one moment where I just think to myself, "This is this is what pure joy is." <sighs> and I get that from being on that stage with those guys. I, it's it's just nothing but love. What was the most recent moment? Um, we did a, the concert in June called Vegas Baby. Right on. Um, and um, you know, I, I was I had a. I had a little bit of a solo and I had a couple of dance numbers, but um, we did a song, Josh Groban's Let Me Fall, um, a Cirque, the Cirque du Soleil song, mm-hmm. and um, my friend Melvin Robert was the soloist, and we had a, um, a silks artist who performed um, with us during that song. Wow. And it was mesmerizing. It was mesmerizing. And, you know, I, I, you just, you're sitting there watching... First of all, you're hearing this gorgeous voice and you're seeing this incredible artist do these silks. That doesn't happen anywhere else. And, and I always, I truly always just feel lucky to be a part of it. I really do. I love it. Yeah. How often do you rehearse? Once a week? 
Once a week, every Monday nice. night, seven to ten. And you've had some major cameo artists come in. Leanne Rhymes. Leanne Rhymes. I'm a whole, fan. Did a whole show with us. I'm a fan. Yeah. Did she I, put in the hours, or how did that work? Yes, she did. Like she, she would have she to come. She was there. She rehearsed with us. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. Absolutely. You know, you know, Jennifer Holiday came and she sang, and I'm telling you, I'm not going. And family, you know, it's like, uh, like, are you kidding me? It's, yeah. You know, we've been very, very lucky. It's been, it's been great. Were you in the little group that was on the Caitlyn Jenner show? I was not. Yeah. I was not. I was actually, I think I was at work. Yeah. And so I didn't, so I wasn't. It makes sense. But I was on Good Morning America the morning after the Oscars. Oh, yeah. What did, we, what did they do? We, had, we did a little thing with Lara Spencer. Um, nice. You know, a little fun little thing. Um, dancing behind her and singing behind her. And there were ten of us and I was one of the ten. So. Do, have you ever toured? Have you guys gone places? We do. Um, the last international tour we did was in 2006 when we did a two-week tour of South America. Oh, my God. Um, and we were the first gay men's group to tour South America. So we started in Santiago, Chile. Um, we went to Buenos Aires. We went to Montevideo, Uruguay, and we ended in Rio. Wow. And it was two of the most amazing weeks of my life. Well, in a way, there's nothing more wholesome than people singing together. You know, there's nothing more unthreatening, nothing more uh, peaceful and whatever, and yet gay is the first word of the group. So it's gay. like, it sort of challenges people's, you're kind of a good... We're gonna. You're a trailblazer in terms of, of, of communities or places like that. I would think. I, I think so too. I think um, you know this organization. You know has been around for 37 years. Right. There's a reason. Um, when a lot of other orga- arts organizations failed, this one is prospering and is flourishing still. Um, and you know we are just now we are lending our support um, behind the very first trans chorus in the country. Nice. Um, it's called TCLA. Um, they had their first rehearsal Sunday night. Um, and that began, it's not an offshoot of, of the Gay Men's Chorus, but we are lending our support to help get it off the ground. Sure. So it, we really do feel like it's our job to keep pushing these groundbreaking opportunities. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, and we have this tour called It Gets Better that we take around the country. My friend Todd Mikowski is in that. Your friend Todd Mikowski is in it. They just performed at the Wallace Annenberg here in L.A. a couple, a couple weeks ago. It was Fantastic. stunning. Um, so the work is not done, and yeah. it's still important, and it is relevant. Nice. Now you've you've had a career in, in, in news and different entertainment shows. You've had your ups and downs in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. What sort of got you through your tougher times? Because you know, I think building a career it's 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 different than other businesses. It, it's it is very different. Um, you know, I, I have been lucky. Um, I've had I've had staff jobs in most of the places I've worked. And, um, and then when I decided to freelance, because right. I wanted to sort of see what else was out there, um, you know, I got the opportunity to go do work on different kinds of shows. Um, one of those was Chris Jenner's talk show. Right. Um, you know, I, and I was lucky I was hired by Fox to be a producer on that show, even though I had never done a, a talk show right. like that before. Um, so that was a, you know, that was a really fascinating and interesting experience for me and, and gave me the experience to go do other shows like that if I wanted to. I had tried to, um, my career for the most, for the beginning of my, uh, the beginning of my career was only local news. So what I tried to do when I left local news was really branch out and try different areas. Um, and when I went to Reels and I created these entertainment shows, 
I, that was when I was really into development, and I really decided that that was something that I really enjoyed doing, and, mm-hmm. and wanted to try to do more of and uh, pursue a career that way. And then this opportunity came up, um, you know, and it was like a chance to be the the, the big boss. I, was it a lot of interviews? For this, uh-huh. I I worked uh, Bite Size TV. I had already I was already working here, right? Um, and Hollywood Today was a Hollywood Today started as a little three segment show on the internet. On it was all digital, and um, and I brought over the folks at Fox who I had worked with on the Chris Jenner show, right? And I said, you know, I think this could be a really good show on television, and they said, yes, you're right, but can you do it? For an hour, and it was only yes. <laughs> so I said, okay. So I created the hour-long show. Great. That you. That so you, you had sort of got you've sort of gotten your foot in the door with with something else, and then just built from that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So that's how that worked. Now, when you were at Reels, they're in Albuquerque, right? They were headquartered in Albuquerque. Yeah. Yes. Did you spent you spent some time there? I moved there. What I was did. that like? Um, you know, it was. I was there for good my Mexican job. Food. They good, very good Mexican food. Yeah. Um, the sun, the skies uh, in New Mexico are. That's incredible. what I miss the most about Northern Arizona, where I'm yeah. fond of the skies. Right, the skies, the people, but you know. Yep. The, um, yeah. Now, did you go to the um, uh, hot air balloon fest? Of which course. I went to. You yes. have to. You have to. You have to. It's but the you, thing. You, the thing about it, I noticed, it's more fun from a distance than it is being right in the thick of it. I mean, it's kind of interesting being in the thick of it, yeah. but I like the peacefulness of just watching them from far away. It's also, it's all, for some reason, always freezing, too. Yeah, like, it was fucking cold. Can you say that? Yeah, I totally can. It's fucking cold. It was very cold. It was very cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How long were you there? Um, I was there for two years and nine yeah. months. Okay. But I, but so my, but and my base of operation was in Albuquerque. Yeah. But I was back in forth. I was here in LA because I also ran the Los Angeles Bureau of Reels. Right. On. Weirdly, from Albuquerque. Right. Um, so I would, so I flew back and forth every two weeks. I was here. Nice. So, yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I joke that I saw some of my friends here when I was there more than when I lived here. Right on. Yeah. Now, um, you had some Dancing with the Stars people in here this morning. This morning. We had Alexa and Carlos. I'm still watching that show. Everybody's watching that show. It's still good. I know. I still love it. I can't get enough. (laughs) But, like, you know, when you have all the good, all the, like, Fargo and stuff on your TiVo and all that stuff, the stuff that's supposed to be so great. Yep. And I'm sure it is. Yep. Dancing with, that's the thing I want to watch. It's it is still good yeah. television. Yeah. And, yep. And Carlos and Alexa Pena Vega were here. Yes. Um, you know, they he did the magic mic thing, even though it conflicted a little bit with his Christian uh, faith. Yes. And he talked about that. Right on. They talked about meeting. They met in a Bible study class. Right on. They met in Bible study. That's sweet. And um, so we talked to them about that, and 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 it was interesting. You know, I I asked our talent booker to get them together because I thought that it would be really interesting. And they told us that they never get asked to do that. They, like on Dancing with the Stars, they're always asked to go out with their partners. Yeah. And I and I was like, I want to know what. No, this is that was their whole gimmick of them is like a married couple competing against each other. Bring them on. Yes. And they, and they were they could not have been sweeter. They could not have been nicer. Nice. And when they walked out the door, they both came up to me and said. This is so fun. This is the... I, we can't believe how much fun this is. Yeah. We would come back anytime. Right. 
And also your host's face moves still, which is a nice... You can kind of get a feel for what they really think during an interview. You can. You, they laugh. They, they, yeah. their, their brow furrows. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's something else. Okay, you picked some questions from the observation deck. Oh, I did. Yeah, here we go. Okay. What project have you worked on that was been the most underrated? Uh, by far, the Chris Jenner show. Yeah. By far. Because um, you just feel like like she was great and it sh- it, people should have given her more of a chance. I do. Yeah. Yep. What was special about her? What would surprise people about Kris Jenner? She is, in very many ways, I think she, she is what you, what you see is what you get. She's a tough woman. Right. But she is very sensitive. You know, she, you know, she, she is fiercely loyal to her kids. Yeah. Um, you know, she... I, that, I think, is the secret of the, their success. I do, too. Is they stick together. They stick together. Yes. Even with all the craziness. They were like the Brady Bunch when we were growing up. Like this yeah. family of like, okay, they're not perfect, but they're there for each other. Yeah. And I think that like is a wish fulfillment thing that we had with the show like the Brady yeah. Bunch. Look, I wasn't, we, I, we weren't around her much. Yeah. Truly. But when we were, she was lovely and gracious and, you know, and was by, in, by no means was she any type of a diva. She was, she never yelled. That just wasn't who she was. And, and I think that it was, I think the whole show was underrated and I think people did not give her a chance. There you go. It's nice to hear. All right. Have you ever been starstruck? Um, I have been starstruck a few times. Um, and, and you know, in this business, you don't really get starstruck a lot, Mm -hmm. but I will tell you, I was, um, on a red carpet line and Catherine Zeta Jones walked up and she was so breathtakingly gorgeous. I could barely speak and I'm not kidding. Like, I wow. can barely speak now. It, was it I, like Chicago era or more recent? It was Zorro. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It oh, my Zorro. God. And, yeah. and Michael Douglas walked up with her. Right. And they were already together at they Zorro? Were, they were already together. Wow. I'm pretty sure. You reached for your phone. I don't want to get that I know. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so funny, though. So do you funny. get teased by it? Yes, I do. Who I get teased by it a lot. Uh, my friends and my coworkers. What about like on dates? Do you have that thing where you're like, I can't be that guy? Yes, I do. Okay. I All do. right. Good I though. Do. I try. To, I actually try to keep. I do. I try to keep it um, on my, in my seat in between my legs. Right. So that I won't touch it. Right. Like I'll do right now. That's good. All right. No, it's funny. It's, you know, it's <laughs> part of your business. But CZ Jones is gorgeous. What was your most glamorous night? Um, I got to go. I went to the Golden Gloves. Oh, wow. And it was... What was the year? Um, God, probably 2000 or 2001. Yeah. Um, Who do you remember? Like... Um, you know, I remember seeing... I, I think it was Paltrow and Kevin Costner and Jennifer Lopez. And, um, you know, and they're two feet from you. And, you know, and I'm in a tux. And I felt very Hollywood. I felt... Well, how did you get to go? Uh, um, I got invited. I was there for NBC. Nice. And yeah. you were at a table and yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Was there a swag bag? Uh, I don't remember. There you go. What movie have you seen more than any other movie? Um, the Great Race. I don't even know that movie. It's a 1965 movie with Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon and Natalie Wood. And it is about a, a race in 1909 from New York to Paris. And, you know, New York to Paris, you can't drive from. Yeah. Um, so they had to go. It's, it's a farce. It's a comedy. Um, and it's about... they. They race. Jack Lemmon plays um, uh, plays this mad professor who tries to thwart Tony Curtis's from winning the race. Um, and Natalie Wood provides the lovely, beautiful, you know, relief and 
Um, and I just... Why do you love it so much? It makes me happy. I, do you remember I, watching it when you were a kid? I do. I do. I want to watch it. I, it has made me happy ever since. I'm, I don't know why. Vivian Vance is in it. Uh, Peter Falk is in it. Um, you know, and it's just... It's just crazy. Dorothy Malone is in. Do you, sh- do you have screenings periodically and introduce it to people? I, I show if I, if you were if we're going to date if I'm going to date you, right. you have to watch this movie. Okay, and you have to be okay with it. I wonder what my version of that would be. What, do you, what is your what is that movie for you? Hmm. By the way, after that, it's Notting Hill. Really? Oh, I, um, I don't care. Notting Hill. Anytime, I'll watch that. I'm trying to think. Like, Body Heat's my favorite movie. It's a great movie. Um, but it's not like a barometer movie. Like, I had a friend that was dating somebody and they didn't appreciate waiting for Guffman. And he was like, mm, I don't know. And mm-hmm. I could I, I could sign on to that. Yeah. Same thing. Um, I should have better <laughs> answers than this. Come on. I, mean, I know you know movies. Xanadu is, is a touchstone, but it's horrible. Right. So I can't expect people to appreciate its genius. No. I'm going to have to think about this a no. little more. All right, that's an interesting one. That's an interesting <laughs> one, though. Um, if there was a doll of you that talked, what would it say when you pulled the string? Are you done? Really? Yeah. Because is that what you say to people when they come to you with questions, or like, like in the bedroom, or what? <laughs> <laughs> that's personal. Yeah. Um, but well, that's the first place I went. No, I know. Anyway. I love that. But I, yeah, I. Um, it's that is my. It's my thing. It's my saying. I'm, that's your. That's your Devil Wars product. That's all. It is. I look down. I go. Are you done? Yeah. Just like that. And they don't, they're like, I'm done. But they, but it's good natured. Everyone's Always. a winner. Yeah, yeah, Always. yeah. When did you start doing that? Um, I've done it for a while. Yeah. At work. Yeah. 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 Especially, you know, I do it mostly with, and I call them the, my kids. Yeah. Uh, the kids that I work with. I'm like, are you done? And they're like, we're done. Okay, good. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was your best random celebrity sighting? Um, random celebrity sighting? Yeah. Oh, uh, let's... Uh, Jessica Alba, um, I random, you know, it, it's Los Angeles, and I randomly, or I ran into her at Kings Road Cafe one time, and um, God, they have the best uh, coffee. There. They have the best coffee. That is where uh, someone who is very close to me goes almost every morning for his coffee. Yeah, that's provocative. A famous person or just a friend? No, just somebody, someone close to me. Someone close to you? Yeah. You have a twinkle in your eye. <laughs> Is there a certain fellow? Someone close to him. Certain fellow Goes who I think showed up yesterday at your birthday. He did. That's nice. He did. Good yes. for you. Yeah, thanks. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I... Is it a newish thing or a, a little wild thing or it's none of my business thing? It's a. It's a. It's a what's the next question? About okay. Hollywood Today Live. Um, I am going to ask you this. You are now in a position where you interview people. You probably young people ask you mentory type questions. Mm-hmm. What are the qualities that most impress you when you're looking when you're interviewing somebody for a job or um, that you think are so important to not just to being good at a job, but to sort of making a good impression? And, and what are the, the what are the things that you look for? And, and they're like, yeah, I want to be around that. Well, if I'm looking solely at a resume, yeah. I will look for spelling, grammar, grammar and punctuation, always. Because nice. that's attention to detail. Right. And by the way, you should. 
should, yeah. If you're going to be in this business or any business, you should know how to spell, yeah. how to use proper grammar, and how to punctuate sentences. Well, just <laughs> I just read a quote from Nora Ephron where she said she did one of those chat room interviews or whatever, mm-hmm. and she had to leave because the spelling was so bad. <laughs> she had to like all it, she had to shut it down. Yeah, it was just one quote where she explained that. I, I think I've inferred the whole scenario, but I think that's what it was. She's uh, like she did a chat room thing and she couldn't. She couldn't. Drives me crazy. Yeah, it drives me crazy on a resume. Um, I think I finally figured out the difference between it's and it's. Okay. I think. I mean, I've, yes. I've always known it, but sometimes I have to go back and look. Good to know. Yeah. It is very good to know. Yeah. Um, and I then, to, Brussels sprouts. You have to capitalize the B. Yes. And it's Brussels. Yeah, with an S. With an S. Yeah. From Brussels. From yeah. Belgium. Makes sense. Makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, but when, you know, if you're sitting, if I'm sitting with somebody in an interview. Um, and I'm interviewing them for a job. Um, you know, a lot of it is truly is just how they carry themselves. You know, if they can sit and have an intelligent conversation or any sort of a conversation yeah. and not just answer one word with one word answers, then, um, then I am more likely to be inclined to give them a shot. Right. For sure. That's good. Yeah. Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is good. Yes. Enthusiasm is very good. Um, you know, but being able to form a sentence is also, you know, a prerequisite. Articulate. I like hurt. that. Yeah. Um, you seem like you have a really great life right now, right? You've got a cool job. <laughs> you like your CrossFit situation. Yeah, I go to boot camp. Boot camp. Phoenix Effect. I'll give them a plug. Yeah, why yeah. not? Yep. Yeah. Is there a part of you that's like, wow, this is really, this is kind of where I like, I wanted to be doing something like this. Do you, or is there a feeling of like, gosh, I hope this doesn't go away? Like, you're able, are you able to sort of relax and enjoy where you are in such a fast-paced business? Um, I think you, one, has to, I have to remember to take the time to do that. I, you know, I, you, you, yesterday was my birthday. I turned 49. It doesn't matter. I, I will tell anybody. Um, you know, I have lived, you know, a very, you know, I've been very blessed and very lucky. All of this just sort of happened, and it, and it just came, you know. I, I didn't really search this out. It just sort of happened, um, you know, and, and the show got picked up, and, you know, I happened to, to have been on it, you know, last year. And so, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm in a really good, peaceful place. Um, you know, if I, would, if, if I didn't have to get up at 3 o'clock every morning, yeah. my, everything would be completely hunky When did you go to bed? Um, about eight thirty or nine. And what are your weekends like? Um, I try very hard to keep as much of the schedule without getting up, without sleeping in too late. Right. But I get up fairly early to keep to keep right. that schedule. But are you able to go it. out at night? Oh, and yeah. Go to bed at eleven or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I go, but I'll go home and take a nap. Like even yeah. after our interview now, right. I will go home and take a nap for an hour and a half and get up and tonight go tonight I will go for a run around the Silver Lake Reservoir which wasn't open but now I hear it is open this the reservoir has it always been open yeah it's always something was something wasn't open and then they opened it they were going to um, they're going to drain it at at some point but they have not drained it yet and while it's still sunny and warm outside and I love to run and I, I you know I I make time I went to boot camp last night I'm doing this tonight I, I make time in my schedule to exercise and take care of and, um, and do things for myself. I like that very Same much. Way. Are you constantly looking at the ratings? What's going to happen? Or, or do, you, do you feel that kind of pressure? 
Sure. It's part of the gig. It's part of the gig. It's part of any gig. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, you know, we, we are just about to finish week six. Okay. Um, the show is doing fairly well in many cities. Um, you know, we're, we're young and we're, we're a show that people just don't know yet. Well, it's a breath of fresh air in the entertainment news landscape. And the, the great thing is they're bright kids. So it's like they'll ask the hard, they'll ask the important question. It's not, it's not like, oh, they're fun to look at, but they're, you know, yeah. I, I need me some, you know, Nancy Corral or <laughs> Odell or, or you know, Renunos or it's just all those musical chairs people that I get confused about. So I think it's a winning combination. Thank you. I hope it continues. What are your hopes for the show? Um, just to keep continues, you know, we, yeah. um, we have a 50, we have a year pickup. Um, from Great. Fox, you know, we're on, and from Fox television stations, I would love it to keep going if it, you know, if it continues to be any form of successful. Nice. Um, you know, six weeks out of 50, you yes. know, tomorrow. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm grateful and happy to keep doing it. You nice. Know? It really is, it really is fun. Right. That's what a- do they teach you about the young people? <laughs> I once mispronounced uh, Tupac at my job, and I could barely show my face in that office for weeks. I didn't know who Fetty Wap was. Oh, you don't? I mean, come on. Everyone knows who Fetty Wap is, right? I don't know. Who, I have no idea who that is. I'm going to own it. He's huge. I don't know who it is. Huge. Is he a viner? No, no he's a singer. Okay. He's a rapper. Okay. But, you know, like, my one of my producers, Chandler, is 22. Yeah. And by the way, she's amazing. I bet. But she's 22. She's like, how do you not know who Fetty Wap is? I said, I could be your father. Yeah. That's how I don't, I don't know, know who Fetty Wap is. is. I don't either. Yeah. All right. There you Life go. goes on. Life goes on. Uh, people can watch <laughs> Hollywood Today Live. Are you on Twitter? Do we do any of that stuff? Or? Um, the, the, I'm on Twitter at the Steve Holzer, and okay. I'm on Instagram at the Steve Holzer. Okay. Um, the show is Hollywood Today Live. Right. Um, and watch Twitter it. is at official HTL Hollywood right. Today Live. Nice. Um, they can watch the show in Los Angeles at one o'clock on Channel Eleven and. On, at nine o'clock on, on Channel Thirteen, we have a yes. double run in LA. That's really every nice. Day. Yeah, so I love that. Either either at one o'clock or at nine o'clock. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me. I'm going to let you end this interview by giving us your signature catchphrase. Are you done? Yes. Thanks. Thanks again to Steve Holzer. Make sure you watch his show Hollywood Today Live. It's a lot of fun. It's fun and fresh and young. And uh, a really welcome alternative to the entertainment news shows that have been on forever. All right. So this happened. I went to the drive-in movies in Montclair, California, which is about an hour out of L.A. Every year, my friends David Alonzo, whose podcast is Linoleum Knife, and you should totally listen to it. Um, they're movie reviewers, and they're awesome. Anyway, once a, once a year or so, they arrange an outing to the drive-in. And this year, our movie was Gem and the Holograms. And let me just say, it's no Coyote Ugly. First of all, before the movie, though, there's the snack bar, which uh, I had a funnel cake, and, and, I, and they, they um, told me that I could uh, have strawberries on it, so that's, that sounds good, right? Because I'm trying, I'm trying to avoid dairy. I uh, have an allergy. And out it comes with a ton of whipped cream with the strawberries, which I didn't see coming. So I'm literally dumping a mountain of whipped cream off my funnel cake. But you know what? I ate it. And then I sat and watched Gem and the Holograms, which, as I said, is no Coyote Ugly. Here's the takeaway. We're all Gem. Um, Juliette Lewis crushes it as a bitchy, shallow industry nightmare. And I hope she's in every movie in that same character. 
Um, and that guy that was in My Mother's Cookies, a.k.a. The Boy Next Door, is in it. And he went, in one year, he went from banging J-Lo hard and deep to just not even getting a kiss out of Jim. I mean, maybe he got a kiss out of her, but gosh, talk about, you know, acting blue balls he must have. Anyway, um, there is a hologram that appears to Jim in the film of a loved one, someone that she's lost. I don't want to give too much away. And said hologram starts talking to her near the end of the movie, and but the hologram won't shut up. That's what I thought was so funny. Jem goes from, oh my God, I'm so blessed to have this hologram talking to me, to, can we wrap this up? Because I got shit to do. I mean, pick it up, hologram. That's my point. So sometimes people come back from the dead and, and talk to us in different ways, and they need to keep it brief. Because we're busy. That's all. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Steve Holzer again for uh, being on the podcast. Um, follow me at Hensley Dennis on Twitter and also like the Dennis Anyone page on Facebook. That would be awesome. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Bye.